First John, chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. And uh, I'll read from uh, verse 3, because I think that's uh, in context. So, First uh, John, I say, oh, I, I got to change the slide. since chapter 1, doesn't it? I forgot to change that. Sometimes that happens. But we're in chapter 2, uh, verse 3. And today's lesson is 7 and 8. So... I'll start from verse 3. By this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I have come to know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought to himself walk in the same manner as he walked. Here's our verse 7 and 8. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light yet hates the brother, and this is for next week, uh, is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light, and there's no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So we're in 7 and 8, and that's kind of the context of where we are in First John chapter 2. Uh, first of all, I'll look at this word beloved. I'm going to take it phrase by phrase, not word for word by word this morning. But um, it's John uses this, and Macaulay points this out. He uses the word beloved, but he's not talking. He's not saying you, to the people he's talking to, "I I love you with an agape love." He's saying. It means you're beloved by God, right. uh, divinely loved, loved ones is the meaning there. And I think we've hit that on that before in the previous lessons. So he's mimicking what God thinks about uh, these believers he's writing to. Macaulay says um, he has two steps, and I think it's good Macaulay has this. Um, step one is, what is God's view of a person? What does God think of uh, anyone? You, me, uh, the guy down the street, whatever. And then step two, we are to adopt, to adopt the same view. Um, hence, John says they are beloved of God, and he adopts the same view. Uh, so Macaulay points out Ephesians 4.32, which is, um, what is it? It's uh, obedience. So, uh, well, no, it's um, forgiveness, right? Forgiveness. So forgive others as Christ is forgiving you, or God is forgiving you. Ephesians 5.25 is love your wives as Christ loved the church, so you adopt the same view. Romans 15.7 is, um, I'm doing this by memory because I didn't write down the verse. It's uh, to, uh, someone look that up. I had that this morning. It's, um, it's accept, accept others as Christ accepted you, I believe. It is. Okay, so it's accept. Yes, so I should have wrote those down. But there you go. So you have to love, forgive, 
and and accept. So you're adopting the same view as God. And I like that. Um, so this first part, verse 7, I'm not writing a new commandment to you. And uh, last week from Bob's lessons, we, we have that commandment is the uh, Greek word etole. It's an order, a charge, a precept. And it refers back to, he was covering 1 John 2, 3, and 4, and the instruction to keep his commandments, that word tereo. Um, but in 1 John 2, 5, John carries it further, right? Uh, we are to keep his word, his logos. Um, and that's, logos is a word uttered by speech, expressing a con conception or a concept, or an idea, or a doctrine, or a teaching. So we are also to keep that, as well as keep his commandments. And I think last week in Bob's lesson, or maybe the week before, um, or a couple weeks ago, he had these, he had, um, what is the difference between keeping his word and keeping his commandment? And back then I said, well, I think he's using the same thing, maybe interchangeably. Uh, that was my thought back then, but uh, I've changed my mind on that. Uh, this illustration by H.J. Ironside, he said, he gives the illustration that there's this little girl, like 10 years old, fifth grade. So she, every day after school, she um, goes home and plays with her friends after school. And she has that ongoing thing. Well, one day her mom says, today I don't want you to go home and, and play with your friends. First, come uh, come in the kitchen, come in the house and dust and then prepare the, peel the potatoes for dinner. So that's what you have to do tomorrow. So she does that. She comes home, dusts, peels the potatoes, and then she goes out to um, play with her friends. So a few weeks later, she gets up to go to school and she hears her mom, maybe on the phone with her neighbor, her mom is stressed and, and really anxious because she's been sick, not sleeping, and she invited some friends over for dinner. So she has to make dinner uh, for a, a couple. So they're coming over for dinner tonight. So the girl, same thing, she's gonna play with her friends, but instead she goes, home and she dusts and she peels the potatoes and prepares the vegetables uh for dinner and her mom goes oh what are you doing i thought you were going to play today and the little girl said well i heard you talk on the phone and uh and i wouldn't have a good time playing with my friends because you were you know you're in bad shape here uh with this dinner coming up so i thought i'd come and help you out so Mom, you go take a nap for an hour and then um, just helping you with dinner. So that's the difference between keeping a command and keeping the word of your mother. See, she's in, she knows her mother and she knows what her mother needs. And that's keeping her mother's word. And I like that illustration. Um, this word, uh, new commandment. So that's either neos or kainos. Right. So which is it here? Um, is it new in time or newly created or just created? Or is it uh, new in quality 
are new in kind. So it's either new in time, sorry, new in time or new in kind in quality or unprecedented unprecedented which do you think it is <laughs> so this new the word new and new commandment maybe i have to answer that yeah which is yeah. Kind, of kind of uh one of the things that i look at is that it is new because our lord says it's the kind of love that i have loved you yeah it's the love that you have for yourself right so it is yeah um i cheated and i looked it up <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> the word is kind of right yeah right kind uh, yeah i i thought so, you guys would come with that right away but but you didn't but it is kind of um so a context tells us um oh so it is kind of it's new in quality new in, mm -hmm. in kind and not new in time it's not like a new word maybe so he's um saying to you i have a new in quality or kind commandment for you so my question was then because this was uh, two weeks ago i looked at this and i said <laughs> i can't these two verses this is hard what he's writing a new commandment but he's writing okay what's this and he says it's not a it's not a okay it's a new uh, so i i was like i was so i was gonna punt right <laughs> and go on vacation <laughs> so i took it and thought, here's what it is um context tells us yeah but however with john and his writing I'm getting used to it. He doesn't tell you what the commandment is right here in 7 and 8. He intimates it in 9, 10, 11. Uh, and then outright, he states it. You have to go away to chapter 3 to, <laughs> to find out what this commandment is. And here it is. Um, For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And that's uh, 3.11. 3.23 is, this is the commandment. See how he... It's very clear. Yeah. But two chapters later, <laughs> uh, that we believe in the name of the Son of Jesus Christ and love one another, just as he commanded us. Okay, so, because it could be, there's, how many commandments are there? There's 10 plus uh, 623, right, in the old, in the old law. Um, so love one another is a pivotal command uh, in all the Gospels, and Paul has it. Uh, Peter has it in his epistles. The writer of Hebrews has it. Um, whoever that was, probably Paul. Uh, James has it. He has love your neighbor as yourself. And there I've referenced where it occurs in, in the letters of Paul, John, uh, Hebrews. Um, it carries through all dispensations, doesn't love. I mean, in the old mosaic law and then in the millennial kingdom law and then here in the church age or and we're in the dispensation of grace here so it and it comes from john thirteen thirty four is where it, uh, christ first uh gives it a new commandment i give to you that you love one another as i love you um 
So Jesus says it's a new commandment when he first uttered it. Uh, John then refers to it as old uh, now. And, yeah. and that, could, that should be sec- that should be two, two seven, right? Two seven. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, have, oh, yeah. That's yeah. two seven. Just uh, like on the top is two. Two I. So if yeah. you're... Yeah. I'll try and get to that before I see it out to everyone. So two seven, it is old now. So one, it could be it's about sixty years ago that Christ said this because it's ninety something, maybe mm-hmm. even year one hundred, and he said this command in eighty, uh, maybe thirty three, right? So that could make it old. That's a good mm-hmm. interpretation. Um, but he said he says in. Uh, verse uh, 7 here of chapter 2 of 1 John. It's from since the beginning. And Bob's lesson uh, from a few weeks ago, he looked at this word beginning, and it can either mean A, uh, at creation, or B, before that. The beginning could mean uh, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So it could be that beginning, which is before the beginning. Or it could be mean the beginning of the ministry of Christ, or the beginning of Christianity. Um, so, did you have something wrong? Are you ask, Are you asking me? Oh yeah, no. I, I I thought I heard someone pipe up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the conclusion was that Bob reached um, from First John two twenty four. Let that abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. And that's the best. Um, it's the beginning, and Macaulay has this, it's the beginning of their Christian life when they first heard the commandment to love one another as Christ loved them. Yeah. Could we say that uh, the disciples were Christians? You know, because Christ hadn't died at that point. Yeah, <laughs> right. They were, yeah. <laughs> they were probably believers, but I wouldn't say they were Christians. Well, yeah, right. Christian. Ah, uh, that's a good. That's, <laughs> that's a good, good question. question. Yeah, that is a good question. Because um, um, the they didn't I have the that, knowledge of him uh, yeah. dying on the cross and yeah. you know, resurrected. From yeah, the, dead. the reason I say that is Zane Hodges says the same thing that uh, it's when they were Christians. Well, I don't believe anybody was Christians back in the kingdom era. Okay. Yeah, and they were technically in the kingdom era. You know, they were. Yeah, they're, they're right. They were technically saved Jews. Yeah, but right. I can't say that I can't. And we'll look at that a little more because there's a time when Christ was preaching to the Jews, right, about the kingdom. Right. So he had this ministry. So, and he was trying to get the Jews to accept him as as king. But then he he ends that, and it's a very he 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 says, "Oh Israel, how I wanted to gather you yeah. under my wings and uh, as a hen, but now I'm leaving you. Des- I'm I'm done." And so he goes on, but then he starts with the, the Christian message, I'd say, uh, prior to when he died on the cross. Okay. So John 13, 14, John 15, John 16, yeah. John 17, that's all. That's not kingdom stuff. No, it is. That's church age stuff. And yeah. uh, so there's a blend, though, and you have to, there's a, right. and the point in time is, is hard to distinguish, but that's a good question. Uh, um, so I have one when more they, thing. One more thing. Uh, yeah, I don't believe anybody was a. You know, this is just my personal belief. I don't believe anybody was a Christian 
until the Holy Spirit actually entered into them. Yeah, that's and the Holy Spirit yeah. guided them. Then, then you could say they're Christians, and then they were born again, right? They're born they again, yeah, born again yep. yet. So, and they had to depend on their old, their old, their soul, and a spirit without the indwelling Holy Spirit. So, right. yeah, that's it's a good yeah. point. That's good. Yeah. You should write a thesis on that. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll write a doctoral. <laughs> yeah, doctoral. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. I got my yeah. master's degree yet, but yeah, yeah. but I'll be. Well, I'll sort of be lazy and just okay. yeah. so I uh, say they're <laughs> Christians for this the purposes of this morning. But it's sure. good. And when is that beginning? Is um, what we're trying to get to here, and its context is really important because you could say the beginning is the beginning of the commandment to love, which is back in Leviticus: love your neighbor. And mm-hmm. and some I think commentators would have that well that. That was first issued back then. Or the Ten Commandments, love mm-hmm. God with all. So, so this word beginning is a little uh, kind of tough. But I think it is from Macaulay says when you first heard it and, and or you became a Christian. So we're talking about us now. Um, yeah. 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 For, for us, it's when we became Christians. Yeah. So the disciples. It's when they started realizing that Jesus really is the Messiah. Yeah. You know, and what he's teaching is is true, you know, and Jesus was teaching love from the beginning. He was. And also, yeah. you know, I would say too that at the very beginning, when the when the disciples became disciples, they were still part right. of this Jewish Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You right. know, and they were thinking he was the king. I mean, that in their mind, it was still that. Yeah. They had to go through quite a transition to get on the other side of that, where they realized, no, he's not the king. He's there's something else here. Yeah. You know, right. the Messiah is something different than the king. I mean, yeah, I, I think it was, and it took, it was a process. And I'm not sure all of them yeah. actually, you know, really grasped that. Right. Until like well, until acts. he died. Until rose. he died. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and right. you know, then so yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. Um so he says in verse eight to begin verse eight. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you. So my first reaction was <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I thought it was it wasn't a new commandment, but it was an old commandment. You just told us it was an old commandment. So that's the that's John for you, huh? Um, um, but if you work it, and we're going to work this through. This is our job for the next uh, yeah, yeah. two minutes here. You have um, time. New again is uh, in verse eight is kainos, um, and it's not neos. Um, so it's neos is newly created or born in time, uh, and kainos is um, new in quality. And I have this. I came up with this uh, refreshed. Maybe kainos. That's good. Is it? Yeah. Is a good way to think about it for now. But I think I changed my mind on the next slide. <laughs> um, so I asked. Why is the commandment to love one another now refreshed or kainos? And that's the crux of uh, today's kind of uh, exploration into these two verses. (laughs) But again, uh, context is important. So in John, he has, uh, 
John leaves all these lines open, these open doctrinal lines. He's got uh, in, in chapter one, fellowship with the father and his son, Jesus Christ, and fellowship with one another, fellowship with us. So that's koinonia, fellowship. And then he has walking in the light as he himself is in the light. And he has fellowship with one another. And he has the cleansing from sin and unrighteousness and the forgiveness of sins. So he has all of these open. So, And, and that's what's hard for me with John is all this is going on at the same time um, so far. So that's our context. Um, so what it is, and it, later on in the in the letter in two six in chapter two uh, chapter two verse twenty eight, and and more places he has that we are to abide in Christ, abide in Him. So, um, so that makes this commandment to love one another new in spirit and vitality. Um, and the refreshment is not accomplished by us necessarily, is it? It's the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit. So that's that's how we get this kainos new commandment, even though it's an old commandment. Um, so bor illumination uh, comes from vine. Uh, kainos contrasted to the other Greek word for new, neos. Um, Vine says that neos may be a reproduction of an old thing, um, of an old thing in quality or character. So you have a, a, a new and kind thing, kainos, but then if you replicate it again, it's neos, it's new. So it's, it's, it's very interesting, but... And you see where I'm going with this. So you have neos, which is new in time, and kainos, which is completely new. And here's what he says, which helps a lot. Um, kainos is new in form, a different nature from the old. So what when I when he says it's a different nature from from the old, what does that make you think of? Different nature. Uh, a new nature <laughs> yes yeah the, natures, the two natures the old nature and the new nature and the new nature is always kainos the new man kainos the old nature so that's that's kind of neat it's a different nature and we're loving now in a different nature than we had under the old so that's that's interesting um let me get into this what Jim was um, sort of talking about from Schaefer um, and the history of this commandment to love so we're going to go a little back into the Old Testament and Leviticus 19.18 you shall love your neighbor as yourself so Schaefer says that the standard for that command that's a Levitical command or a Mosaic command, one of the 632 right. laws to the nation of Israel, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, the standard is how much you love yourself. So I'm to love mm-hmm. Margaret as I love myself. Right. So if I, if 
low self-esteem. I hate myself. So that's the standard. Um, however, Christ came along and he's the end of the law for all who believe Romans 10, four. Um, so that dispensation is now ended. Now Christ is on the scene on earth. And in Matthew 5, 44, he, he says, you've heard it back in Leviticus that you are to love your neighbor as yourself and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So what's the standard there? Um, the standard is, it, it doesn't really say, but I think it's how much you hate your enemy, right? How much does Zelensky hate Putin? So now... Uh, Zelensky, President Zelensky of the Ukraine, has to not hate him anymore and has to love him. So you can, he can do that. That's possible. And he's not a in his. He can do that in his in his soul, and uh, you know he doesn't probably need the the Holy Spirit to do that. Um, because and that's kingdom law. That's millennial kingdom law you see it's in matthew 5 so matthew 5 6 and 7 christ is laying down all these laws and he nullifies the old law he nullifies the mosaic law he says you've heard this but i say and he's making right there he's making a new law and he can do that because he's he's it's god he's god right <laughs> so he's saying you've heard that but that's done it's a new law. It's and, and right then you could say it's a well, you could say it's a neos law, but you could say probably too it's a kinos law too because it's it's got a new standard. Um, Would it be uh, a new principle of life? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, because they're going to have a principle of life. Those Jews in the um, in the millennial kingdom, aren't they? <laughs> So it's interesting that this, the millennial kingdom law is not done away with. He just set it aside, right? It's set aside. It's going to be in the future. So, you know, I don't want to bait it right now. I don't want to take up too much time, but <laughs> I, uh, I don't recall ever seeing in the Old Testament a command to hate your enemies. I think yeah, the, uh, that's good. Point. I think the Pharisees got that from Psalm one thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, near the end of the uh, chapter, he says when when David said, "Yeah, oh Lord, don't I hate those who hate you? Don't I despise those who, who you know who abuse your name and all that stuff?" Yeah. So the Pharisees took that and said, "This is." It's legal for us to hate our enemies. Then. <laughs> right, right. You know, so and nowhere does the Bible say that to hate our enemies. Yeah, but see, I think what Jesus did, he's, he pulled that from their traditions. Right. Because they heard it. He said, you've heard, you've heard it said. You've heard it said. Yeah. I'm going to bring this in because that's your, that's your law. That's the tradition. So I'm going yeah. I'm to I'm put that to you. So that's where he pulls it. And it's, um, it's not overt, but it's, so. it's. Uh, implicitly stated, I'd say, in the yeah, Testament, and yeah. they got that. So the, the Pharisees just took this the scripture and made a law. Out of it. Well, they, they made it their tradition, and like they, they took did so liberty. many other things with yeah. the Sabbath conditions and everything. That Jesus yeah. said, "I'm Lord of the Sabbath. Your traditions don't mean anything." Right. You know, so, and yeah. Christ didn't break any of the mosaic law. He broke a lot he of did. their 
their uh, traditions yeah. broke those all over the yeah. place, and they got all uh, bent out of shape. But he never, <laughs> yeah. he never broke the actual mm-hmm. uh, law, right? right? Right. So that's the millennial kingdom law, and um, so Schaefer makes a point. You see how the degree of difficulty and human ability is increasing from the simple mosaic law to the kingdom law, which is harder, a lot harder mm-hmm. to love uh, your, your enemies um, okay. to this new commandment in John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even he as I have loved you, that you also love one another. So Schaefer says, um, Oh, so what is the standard first of this this command? You see what the standard is in John thirteen thirty four. It's grace. Well, it's the standard is or the the standard is love one another as yes. I have loved you. So that's the standard. Yeah, that's a whole new deal. That's a whole new deal. New kind of deal, right? It has nothing to do with your how you feel about yourself. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this is this is all agape love. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So Schaefer says he always uses this word, it's superhuman. Well, you can't it do it. Well, right. It's yeah. it's impossible. It's, well, it's, it's Christ in you. Yeah. It has yeah. to be that. Um, however, he says that the Holy Spirit through the operation of grace provides supernatural sufficiency to meet the superhuman heavenly conduct. And that's our reasonable life and service. So it's a superhuman thing to do, but we have supernatural resources, right? In the Holy Spirit. So that's encouraging. Um, we are not under, and I think I hit this before, but we're not under the Mosaic Law system, nor the Millennial kingdom law system but we're under grace romans 6 14. let's move on to this uh which is uh i'm writing a new commandment to you in verse 8 which is true in him and in you and uh what's that all about um the new commandment which is true in him and true in you um so I, I'm reading my own question here, trying to catch up with myself from uh, the lesson. I don't know what to say there. Anyway, do you ever find your, your lesson? Is, yeah. But anyway. Oh, is that, is that, here's what I'm asking myself. I, I just wrote it kind of bad. Um, I'm writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you. So is it, is he is John saying, and this is tough about John too, is he saying that the this commandment is new in you and new in Christ? Is this commandment in Christ? So is he talking about the commandment? Is that true in him and in you? And the answer is no, because it's a grammatic and trust weast here. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, the which, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, the which is neutered right um and the uh, the commandment is in the feminine gender voice uh in the feminine gender so he's not he's not talking about the commandment he's talking about the concept that he brought forward 
the fact of the thing that the commandment was once old and now it is new. So it's not the commandment, but it's the concept of the commandment now being new and it was once old. Because you can't say that this commandment was in Christ, but you could say that this, this, the fact that Christ has this kinos newness in him, in, in, in his life. Um, so it's a fact uh, that you love one another is true both in him and true in us. Um, and true in him is obvious because he's the source of love. He's the source of agape love. Um, he's got it in eternal, uh, in time. It's part of his essence. He's got it to an infinite degree. But true in us is, is um, that's true too, because we've been placed in him. Romans 6, 3, and 4. But our level of it being true in us is not his level, right? Do you see that? So he's got it to an infinite degree, and we've only got it partially or imperfectly, but we're growing into his uh, likeness and image. Um, And here's the thing that Macaulay says about this phrase, which is true in him and true in you. He says it's a double preposition um, because it emphasizes the difference of it being true in Christ and true in us. Um, he does not say true in him and you because it's the variation of degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Romans 6 4 gives us uh, some, some good insight into this. Romans 6, 4, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so too we might walk in newness of life. And the question there is in 6, 4, Romans, <laughs> newness, which one is that? And that's an easy one. It's, it's kind of But that's how we can accomplish this, this new commandment to love one another as Christ loved us. Um, let's go on to because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining um, in verse eight. And that's a that's a tough one, isn't it? That's that's a lot there. Um, passing away is paradetai, and that doesn't mean past like it happened and it's in the past. But in the Greek, people who understand the Greek um, kind of tenses and things like that. It means it's passing by like uh, a parade, he says. It's, it's here and it passes by you and it goes down the street <laughs> and uh, you're waiting for the next marching band to come along and, or the next baton trail or whatever. <laughs> but I like that. It's going by and passing by and disappearing like um, a parade. Is the is the kind of force of that word paragetai. Um Paul has it in Second Corinthians four six, for God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And you see how that it's it's a tough phrase because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining 
it's a lot there. It's tough to sort of break down because it's it's pretty deep. But Paul, I, I'm just using scripture to sort of shine a light on it. Um, and I think that Second Corinthians four six is good. Um, and you see how Paul uses the light to shine out of darkness, whereas John was light and dark uh, from uh, chapter one. Um, so there's a lot of parallel uh, thoughts here. Or Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new kinos creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And even more, um, this is from 1 Corinthians 13, um, starting, I think, at verse 9. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, for which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I felt as a child. I thought as a child. Now that I've become a man, i put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror darkly. Uh, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even though I was fully known. But now abideth faith, hope, love, these three. And the greatest of these is love. And I chose this, this passage because you see that word, and I don't know what the Greek word is. Some translation has it darkly as dimly. But the uh, King James, or one of the, the American Standard Version, the old one, has darkly. So that is, because we're talking about darkness and light in John here. So this is a, um, a thing that, a progressive thing, right? Um, we see darkly, but someday we'll see it all when we're with Christ. And this being uh, 1 Corinthians 13, we're talking about love, aren't we, in that chapter? Um, and we're going to get to it next week, but John is John is transitioning into, well, he's talking about love, too, because we're talking about um, the commandment to love one another. It uh, reminds me also of deliver us from death. Um, that we might get the light, uh, the life of Jesus might be revealed. Yeah, yeah. What I'm I'm trying to think about that's from um, like we just passed it in. Uh, okay. Room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But there you go. Um. Oh, and uh, to sort of conclude here. Oh wait, because I should conclude. Should not. We're out of time. But um. This next verse has always eluded me that I'm going to give you because of the, there's this phrase in our hearts. Um, I couldn't understand that. And this is first Peter one nineteen, And he says, so we have the prophetic word made sure to which you do well to pay attention as a lamp shining in the dark place. And there we have that, that theme that we're on too. Until that also reminds me of Gideon's war. When they add the bus, the lamps, so the light could shine for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me read this last part here. Until the day dawns and the morning star arises in our hearts. 
And I never understood why that in our hearts is here because he's talking about Christ. And I always think that Christ came the first time um, as the morning star. And then he's coming again as the son of righteousness. And that's sort of, he comes in two phases. Uh, when he came, he was the bright morning star. He came to Israel in a time of darkness. He's coming again at the second coming as the son of righteousness. But it's in our hearts. I couldn't understand that phrase, but now I understand it by reading First John two eight, uh, and that's very similar. Uh, John says, "Because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. The true light is Christ, and the darkness is past. It's it's progressively getting lighter and lighter." And this is arising in our hearts. I'm like, oh, I got it. Was also uh, Satan referred to as the morning star? No. no. Um, on some place, there's, yeah. There's a whole thing on the morning star. Yeah, so we went through that. Star. <laughs> Second Peter, remember that? Second Peter. That, we had that in class about the morning star. Well, the morning star, though, is Christ, right? The bright morning star. Satan is a counterfeit. Yeah, he's yeah. he's um, an angel of light, right? And maybe they refer to him like yeah, that in Job or something. Yeah. yeah. But for this one, it's 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 Christ. 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 No, Christ. it is. It is. So, um, okay, I'll leave it there with okay. you because we're at we're, the, we're out of time. <laughs> Sorry, so I had fine. I had Roger's final thoughts, and I, I won't get <laughs> oh, no. that. Well, go ahead if you have it. Quit doing no, it. no, that's a you're joking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do it. Final thoughts next week. Next week, I can. Uh, yeah, I could uh, <laughs> well, this week. start with final thoughts first. Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts final, next yeah. week. Last week, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because final thoughts, I you know, I just <laughs> they are just thoughts. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, so uh, so are we good now? Yeah, okay. we're close. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Do you want to go? Oh, sure, sure. Your heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. We thank you just for the. <clears throat> just the magnificence of it, Lord, how it, it just really speaks to our hearts and shows us uh, who Christ is and, and why he came. Lord, we thank you for Andrew and the time he put in on the message, and we thank you for this day. We ask in his name. Amen.